We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Does Oregon football have some tricks up their sleeve in the 2024 recruiting class? We're going to be diving into that on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. It is Thursday, September 7th, 2023. As you're listening to this, I am recording this on a Wednesday, so getting out ahead of things. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast, your premier episode, your premier podcast for all things Oregon football and recruiting. Just in case you guys are new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation part of the Sports Illustrated Network. We have a recruiting-focused episode for you guys today. I know how much you love it when I dive into Oregon football recruiting. Been a good week for the Ducks so far, picking up a commitment from 2024 Yelm Washington linebacker Braden Platt on Monday as the Ducks get a commitment from him over the Oklahoma Sooners and Brent Venables. Oregon's 2024 class surges up to number 11 in the 247 Sports National Recruiting Rankings for the 247 for the 2024 recruiting class. Ducks picking up an Adidas All-American linebacker selection in Braden Platt. And once again, the top player from the state of Washington isn't going to be playing for the University of Washington. He's going to be playing for the Oregon Ducks. Oregon continuing a trend that they've seen over the past couple of years, signing the nation's number one. Offensive tackle in Josh Connerly out of Seattle, Rainier Beach in 2022, and then signing one of the top running backs in the country in Lake Stevens, Washington, running back Jaden Lamar, who scored his first career touchdown, first college touchdown, I should say, against Portland State in week one. So appreciate you guys stopping by today. Happy to have you along for another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Just in case you haven't already, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you're watching here on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus, or if you're listening on podcast, make sure to do that on your podcasting platform of choice. Five-star reviews are always appreciated on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Really appreciate the support from you guys. The support that I've seen on the channel and on the podcast has been amazing since I switched to five days a week. And uh, because I come at you five days a week, 
make sure you hit that notification bell so you don't miss an upload or a live stream. All right. So with all that being said, let's hop right into today's episode. Have an interesting development that may not be viewed by many as a positive development on the recruiting trail for Oregon here in the 2024 recruiting class. There's a new prediction in for 2024 Seattle, Washington, O'Day running back Jason Brown Jr. This prediction comes on Tuesday as Justin Hopkins of On Three's Scoop Duck logged a prediction for Jason Brown Jr. to commit to the Michigan State Spartans. He logged that prediction with 65% confidence. And if you guys follow Oregon recruiting, you know that Justin Hopkins is one of the best experts in the industry in the Oregon market and then I used to write for Scoop Duck so tremendous respect for what Justin's doing over there and that is definitely an update that caught my attention so it only feels right that we open the show and talk about some fresh news uh, for the Ducks this cycle so Jason Brown Jr. working from a top three you got Oregon you got Washington and you have the Michigan State Spartans I logged my prediction for Oregon to land Jason Brown Jr. this cycle, but in the time since I have logged that prediction, I did try to communicate with you guys on this very podcast that there's a little bit of a gray area when it comes to Jason Brown Jr. and kind of my confidence, which was also at 6.5 or 65% uh, when I logged him to Oregon. We all know that Oregon already has one running back committed this cycle in Dejon Riggs a standout running back from Washington, D.C., St. John's, where the Ducks got Colin Gill in the 23 cycle, really talented DB that I think is going to be a contributor at Oregon at some point, maybe not this season, but he's, he's a guy who generated some buzz in fall camp. So we know Oregon already has one running back, and they probably want to get two running backs this cycle. Because Bucky Irving, Noah Whittington, Oregon's 1A and 1B, dual-headed monster in the backfield under Carlos Lachlan. Looks like those guys are probably heading to the NFL uh, after the 2023 season. Noah Whittington, we didn't really see too much of him against Portland State. There were reports that he got uh, he got hit in the opening kickoff, and we didn't see any more of him against Portland State. But hey, the Ducks didn't need him too much against the Vikings as they ran wild over 300 yards. Heck of a day for Jordan James. So back to what we were saying. In 2024, just some more background information on this prediction and kind of what I think it means for Oregon. So they already have Dejon Riggs in the fold, really like what they have in him in this 24 class, and they're going to want to get another back. That That's that's my two cents. That's kind of my gut feeling here is they're going to want to get another back. The question that becomes, do you want that running back to be from the high school rankings or do you want that running back to come from the transfer portal? In other words, do you want someone who's really green and hasn't played any college ball, or do you want a guy from the transfer portal who's experienced, played some college football, and probably put up some pretty good numbers at whatever spot they're coming from? Probably a high-profile guy, too, if he's going to be going to Oregon, right? So I think when you're looking at Oregon's room in 24, it's probably going to be led by Jordan James, who will then be a junior at that point entering his junior season, and I think he's going to develop really nicely this year in 2023 as he kind of takes on a bigger role in this backfield still behind Noah Whittington and Bucky Irving. So in this hypothetical in 2024, Jordan James is your most experienced running back. So I'm not sure that's the situation that Oregon wants to find themselves in. And then when I saw this prediction from Justin, 
I think that it kind of led me to believe, hey, maybe Oregon might be backing off a little bit. Maybe they're looking, they're going to be taking the transfer portal route in that second running back. So they're, maybe they'll play out the 2023 season. This is all hypothetical, of course. Uh, and I haven't been told this is the case, by the way, but maybe they play out the 23 season and then they see, hey, what are our options looking like in the transfer portal? Maybe we want to go with a guy who's played some good college football and can come to Eugene and contribute from us right away. We don't have to worry about, hey, is this guy ready? Uh, how is he adjusting to the college game? He's ready to go now. And I think that Dante Dowdell, Jaden Lamar are going to be really good pieces to this room as well. So if you can go out and get a guy from the transfer portal, then you're setting yourself up for success. And honestly, having a deeper backfield uh, from the jump when the 24 season gets underway. So my thoughts on Jason Brown Jr., you know, awesome kid. I've got to talk to him a bunch of times throughout his recruitment. Um, really special player too. I mean, just his ability to extend the play, stay stay on his feet, keep the balance, got great home run speed, pretty shifty back, but he is pretty small. Um, I don't know if we would say that that's a, a knock on him, especially when you look at Noah Whittington being five foot eight, but Jason Brown is pretty small. Um, so just something to, to kind of keep in consideration, but he is a really talented back and the top uncommitted back on the West Coast right now. He's already taken one official visit. That was to East Lansing to see Mel Tucker and the Michigan State Spartans. So I think they have some good momentum on their side in this recruitment. They already have a commitment from three-star Florida running back, Anthony Carey, here in the 24 class. So if Jason Brown Jr. does, in fact, end up playing for the Spartans, that's who he's going to be playing alongside when he plays his college ball. So just a little update there on Jason Brown Jr. We don't have a commitment date just yet for his uh, his recruitment to come to an eventual end. I'm not going to be moving my pick right now, but I will say I'm definitely not feeling as confident as I did when I made the pick. Uh, I'll keep digging and trying to get some inside information, get some scoop, get some intel for you guys on the Jason Brown Jr. front. So maybe not the best news to start things off on today's episode of the Ducks Dish podcast, but we do have some positive news, some good news for the Ducks to follow this one up with. We're going to be talking about 2024 four-star Tampa, Florida, Carrollwood Day edge rusher Solomon Williams. What do we know about Solomon Williams? What's new with Solomon Williams? We're going to tell you just that. So don't go anywhere. We got some film on the screen from uh, his junior season. So if you guys are watching along on YouTube, you can enjoy that and get a closer look at the kind of talent that Oregon is looking at adding potentially in the 24 cycle. Solomon Williams, like I said, he's a four-star guy listed at six foot three, 250 pounds on 247 Sports. The 247 Sports composite views him as a four-star recruit rated 0.9058. He is ranked on the composite as the number 294 player nationally and the number 21 edge rusher in the 24 class and the number 42 recruit in the state of Florida. So this is a special talent, and you know he's going against some great competition out there in the Sunshine State. All right, you guys, I'm back. Had to pause the recording for just a second because I had the the, the garbage, peop, garbage men outside my window, and I didn't want that to affect the audio. But I just told you about who Solomon Williams is. He is as good of a recruit as you'll find anywhere in the country, 
46 reported scholarship offers, according to 247 Sports, and he is working from a top seven right now. He's got Oregon, Texas, Texas A&M, Clemson, UCF. Uh, schools like that, Ohio State, are all in the mix for Solomon Williams. And the update that we have on Solomon Williams, he might be, like the video suggests here, the title, he might be one of those guys, one of those tricks that Oregon has up their sleeve here in the 2024 class because he just locked in his official visit to the University of Oregon on September 23rd when the Ducks play who? Oh, wow. If only they had a good matchup that day. Oh, it's their Pac-12 opener against Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, and the Colorado Buffaloes. You know Autzen's going to be going crazy, and that's going to be a great test for that Dan Landing and Tosh Lapoy defense, having to slow down guys like Shador Sanders at quarterback and Travis Hunter, the do-it-all superstar DB wide receiver that the Buffs have on their team in 23 after transferring over from Jackson State. So that is a very significant update that the Ducks are getting Solomon Williams on campus for an official visit. And you might be thinking to yourself, Max, does Oregon really have a shot here? This guy is from Florida after all. Well, I, I think that uh, they do have a shot. Uh, I wanted to say uh, before I get too far into this is that uh, that story was from my good friend John Garcia over at Rivals. He is the one who had the story on Solomon Williams locking in his official visit to Oregon. Uh, used to work with John at SIL American. So definitely appreciate the assist over there um, from him. So back to Solomon Williams and this Oregon visit. I think this is a really significant development because he is Oregon's top remaining edge target here in the 2024 class. And Oregon hasn't exactly been knocking it out of the park when you're recruiting edge rushers here in the 2024 class. They already do have a commitment from Jackson Jones out of Yuma Catholic in Arizona. He has been tearing it up starting his season, putting up some really good numbers out there for the Shamrocks, I believe is their mascot. So they got a good piece in Jackson Jones, but you can't get complacent and you can never have too much talent at the point of attack, especially when it comes to getting after the quarterback. So that's why they tabbed Solomon Williams as one of their top guys. And back to what I was saying about, do they really have a shot here? When it's no secret, the farther east you go, the harder it gets to recruit. The harder it is to recruit a said prospect. Oregon's done a really good job in Texas, even though they missed out on Colin Simmons, star edge rusher out of Duncanville. They missed out on Elijah Rushing out of Sal Point Catholic in Tucson. He's going to, to Arizona. And then he also missed out on Alabama edge rusher Jordan Ross, who is going to Tennessee. But Oregon has a legitimate shot here with Solomon Williams. He's visited Oregon a whole bunch of times. I think the only school he might have visited as much or more is UCF. And the Knights are an interesting program on the recruiting trail right now. I think they're getting some really, really talented guys uh, under Gus Malzahn, and they're recruiting at a level that we've really never seen them recruit at. Um, now that they are, uh, I don't think they're in the Big 12 just yet. Maybe they are, but I know they're going to be in the Big 12 at some point. So that is clearly already paying dividends on the recruiting trail. Um, but Solomon Williams was last in Eugene in July for an unofficial visit. So that's important. He's already taken multiple trips to Oregon 
unofficially uh, going out on his own dime across the country to see what Tosh Lapoy, Dan Lanning and company are building with this defense. And I think when you're looking at where this defense can grow the most, it's at the line of scrimmage for the Ducks. They just need difference makers at the line of scrimmage. That's why you bring in a guy like Jordan Birch from South Carolina. That's why you bring in a guy like Mateo Uyunglele from national champion St. John Bosco. And he was an All-American guy as well. So Oregon has a shot at Solomon Williams, who is a difference maker in this cycle. Great burst off of the edge there, as you saw him just win that rep and uh, bring the quarterback down. They, they called the play for forward progress, it looks like. But there's only so many guys that they have a legitimate shot at as far as their edge rushers go. And I think that Solomon Williams could be a guy that they really, really prioritize here in the 24 class. It's not going to be easy. Like we said, they have the distance going against them. That's going to be something they're going to have to overcome. They've done it before. And they also have some recruiting juice in this uh, in this state. Not quite in the 24 class, but recently. You got Lakeland, Florida offensive lineman Janoris Wilson that they signed in the 23 cycle. You have um, you have a pair of 2025 commits coming out of Florida in um, in another Tampa standout five star wide receiver Dallas Wilson. He's coming to Oregon. He's committed to Oregon. Still a long way to go there, but definitely some good momentum for Oregon in the state. And then you also have Melbourne, Florida, Ugali offensive lineman uh, Chavez Sandman Thompson. So they don't, they have that. They have good recruiting momentum, and they also have some ties into the state of Florida. Alik Terry is from Miami, and we know that's not his side of the ball, but that's still something that's going to help them uh, recruit Solomon Williams. So coming out for an official visit, they really roll out the red carpet for their recruits on those visits, and I think that's certainly something that they're setting themselves up to do in a big way with Solomon Williams when you play Colorado and hopefully have a huge game uh, slowing down what at least after their week one win over TCU projects to be one of the better offenses in a loaded and I mean loaded Pac-12 conference so if Oregon can have a big day and just show out against this Colorado offense and it would also help them if a certain Jordan Birch could have himself a heck of a day a guy along the edge could have a big day that's only going to strengthen their pitch and their appeal I think with Solomon Williams and the last note I was going to add here is we shouldn't underestimate the value of one recruiting visit. We saw that Oregon wasn't really viewed as a major contender for Kayvon Thibodeau coming out of Oaks Christian, number one recruit in the entire country, according to ESPN, um, in 2019. And then he visited for that Washington game. That's when the Ducks took back control of that rivalry. They got that huge win on the walk-off touchdown run from CJ Verdell. And what was KT saying after the game? He was saying greatest environment I've ever been to just could not find enough good things to say about that Oregon visit. And then it comes to signing day and who's committing to Oregon, a Mr. Kayvon Thibodeau. So I'm not saying that these are, you know, spitting images as far as, you know, mirroring each other when it comes to the recruiting uh, recruitment of Solomon Williams, but never underestimate one visit and the importance that it can carry in any given recruitment. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform 
with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. So where's Oregon at in the 2024 recruiting cycle? Well, you got 23 verbal commitments after adding Braden Platt, like I said, at the top of the episode. You're heading in. You're in the the regular season now. You got a week two game against Texas Tech. And then my guess is that they're going to start getting some guys on campus for visits in that Hawaii game when the Rainbow Warriors come to town. I think Fox Crater was one of two commits that was on campus this past week for Oregon in their home opener against Portland State. But Oregon has not a lot of space. They don't have a lot of space in this 2024 recruiting class. But I love where they're at because you got running back looking pretty solid. I already talked about Jason Brown. You got two quarterbacks already committed and in the fold in Luke Moga and Michael Van Buren. Side note, fun little announcement. I'm going to be covering Michael Van Buren, the St. Francis Academy standout quarterback out of Baltimore, Maryland, when he and his teammate, also an Oregon commit, cornerback Ify Obadegwu, travel across the country, probably getting on a plane right about now is my guess, when uh, the Panthers face the St. John Bosco Braves out in my neck of the woods in Bellflower, California. That's going to be the game that I'm at on Friday. Uh, so definitely make sure you guys, this is why it's important that you lock in with me and follow me on all my social media platforms at Sports on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to see some coverage of Ifio Bodegu and Michael Van Buren under the Friday Night Lights, I'm going to be giving it to you. So just a little uh, shameless plug there. Make sure you guys are following. So Oregon's at a really good spot. I love what they're doing at the quarterback spot. Like I talked about, wide receivers are looking pretty solid. You got Jordan Anderson, Dylan Gresham, Jack Ressler. I think they're going to kind of see what what else is out there at wide receiver, but I think they're they're feeling good about where they're at with wide receiver right now uh, in, in the 24 cycle. Tight end is looking solid. Offensive line is looking pretty good. And I really love what they're doing along the defensive line. Tion Gray, Zadavian Sims, Jackson Jones. I think those are all guys with a tremendous amount of upside. I think Zadavian Sims might be the most athletic of the bunch. And he's an interior guy at like 6'3", 6'4", 275 pounds. Number one player in Oklahoma. You got some good pieces in the secondary. I talked about Obadegwu. You got a... Dakota Fields at corner. He's a really highly rated guy. 
He is going to be taking on a fellow Oregon commit in Dylan Williams when Long Beach Poly plays Sarah in a big rivalry game this Friday. So try to keep an eye out for that one. And then I like what they're doing at linebacker. Dylan Williams, Braden Platt, Kamar Matuti, all really good athletes. Might be one of the very best linebacker halls in the country. So when you're looking at all of that, just gave you a quick little rundown of where Oregon's at. I think you can kind of handpick the rest of the guys that you're going to add here between now and National Signing Day. And you have some really big prospects, right? I just talked about Solomon Williams. Uh, we'll talk about Brandon Baker a little bit. Um, I think he's another guy that uh, Oregon could potentially add in this class. I have my prediction on him, but hey, Texas looks like a legitimate threat for Brandon Baker here in the 2024 recruiting cycle. He's taking an official visit out to Nebraska in just a few weeks. So Matt Rule and the Cornhuskers are heavily involved here. And then you also have uh, Tennessee and Ohio State looming for Brandon Baker. Key thing to watch there, what's his decision timeline looking like? He told me sometime between September and October. And whenever we see that decision timeline, does Oregon get him back on campus for an official visit before that before that date? Because I think that is going to go a heck of a long way in telling us how much of a shot Oregon really has in landing Brandon Baker or if some of those other schools that I just mentioned have potentially taken the lead. So. Brandon Baker, I think a lot of people view him as a must-get guy. Anytime you have an offensive lineman that is of his caliber on the West Coast with the strong family ties that he has to the program, I think you got to go for it and do what you can. Uh, they're also looking at Eddie Pierre-Louis, an interior offensive lineman, also out of Tampa, Florida. So if you were even asking yourself how, how much talent is in the state of Florida and in the city of Tampa specifically, I've said Tampa like 10 times already this episode, but Eddie Pierre-Louis, elite offensive lineman in the 24 class on the interior, four-star guy, high four-star guy. He has Oregon in his top five, along with Miami, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, and UCF. Um, that's just off the dome for, uh, for him and his recruitment. And it looks like he's probably going to end up taking his official visit to Oregon before he announces his college commitment. So that's a little offensive line update that we got from Eddie Pierre-Louis, who recently put Oregon in his top five. I think he could be part of what Oregon has up their sleeve. Uh, I'll be honest, I haven't gotten a great beat on that recruitment, um, but if they're looking to make some special additions late down the line, this is what I was talking about, you guys. You can kind of handpick, you can be selective with the guys that you really hone in on and give your recruiting attention to, and then more importantly, who you ultimately pay to, to trip out, right? That's how official visits work. I'm not saying that Oregon's paying these guys. Let me be clear. I did not just say that. You know how official visits work. That is on the university's dime. So I want to be blatantly clear that I am not saying that Oregon is paying these guys. What I am saying is that official visits function in the capacity of the university pays for the trip. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, crisis averted. Uh, Eddie Pierre-Louis, special talent, dude's like 6'3", 6'4", 315 pounds, and he can sprint. He does track sprints in his free time in the spring when he's not demolishing people uh, at the line of scrimmage. So I think he's a special guy that you got to keep an eye on. But let's talk about another guy who I feel like we've talked about a whole heck of a lot, but we don't have a whole lot of new developments for. Five-star defensive lineman, Aiden Breland out of Santa Ana Modern Day. 
I've talked about how important both he and Brandon Baker are for what Oregon wants to do here in this cycle. And I think if you had to choose, if it came down to it and you're choosing one of Baker or Breland, I'm saying that you got to buy stock in Aiden Breland. I think he is a massive priority for Dan Lanning, Tosh Lapoy, and Tony Tuioti this cycle because like I said, if Oregon wants to take this defense to new heights, if they want to get a step closer to replicating what Dan Lanning was able to do with Kirby Smart and, and Glenn Schumann at Georgia, Aiden Breland's the kind of talent that you need. Six foot six, six foot five, 300 pounds. Dude plays with a nasty mean streak. I think from what I've seen in person, I want to see a little bit more consistency from him, but you can see the potential is clearly there. So I think that he really is the guy that you have to tab as someone who Oregon might be a sneaky leader for. Uh, he doesn't say a whole lot when it comes to interviews. I know that for myself because I've interviewed him a couple times and I'm getting the feel after that last interview that I had with him that he's kind of just getting ready to be done with the recruiting process. I think he originally wanted to have this thing wrapped up close to the end of summer or at the beginning of the season. And I think we're entering week four now in the high school season. So uh, basically I say all that to say that a decision may not be too far off for, um, for Hayden Breland here in his recruitment. Um, and I think that he would be a tremendous addition. You also have guys like Jericho Johnson out of Northern California. He's kind of a similar build, six, four, 300 pounds. I think Oregon needs to get one of those two guys. Um, I think they might have an easier time getting Jericho Johnson. And I'm going to tell you why. Well, Aiden Breland has schools like Georgia, Miami, Texas A&M, pretty solidified recruiting powers and big names coming after him. Whereas Jericho Johnson, not to say he's not as good of a player, but his recruitment's a little bit different. You got schools like USC, obviously a huge recruiting rival for Oregon, maybe their main competition. And then you also have Washington and Utah rounding out that top four for Jericho Johnson that also includes Oregon. So they might have a little bit of an easier time getting Jericho Johnson, but for my two cents, I think that Aiden Breland has to be the bigger priority for them between the two. But if you get one of those two guys, heck, if you even get both, oh my God, you are looking at a, an amazing haul. And I think Oregon has a little bit of wiggle room there because they hit the defensive line so hard in the 2023 cycle. So I think that Aiden Breland, you got to watch out for him. The guy plays with a ton of energy and intensity. I really like watching him play. Uh, they're going to have a big matchup uh, when they play St. Francis Academy themselves in a couple weeks, the Monarchs do, but they're going to be hitting the road themselves and traveling all the way across the country to Baltimore to face Michael Van Buren and the Panthers. So one more guy I want to talk about here as far as some tricks that Oregon might have up their sleeve here in the 24 class. And keep in mind, you guys, I think that the 2024 class, you can't look at it as just the high school guys anymore. You can't look at it as just the JUCO guys anymore because there's going to be transfer portal guys that, that Oregon goes after, which is kind of what I was hinting at and, and thinking is a little bit more likely when they're looking for that second running back in this class. There's going to be guys in the transfer portal that Oregon goes after, and they're ultimately going to be kind of counted and uh, lumped in with this 2024 recruiting class, right? That's kind of the point that I'm getting at. But the last guy that I think I want to talk about here as far as tricks Oregon might have up their sleeve 
College of San Mateo cornerback Sione Laulea. Now, Oregon already has a couple of really good corners committed this cycle, and Ifiobadeglu and Dakota Fields, they're both long, tall guys that can run. I mean, when I see Dakota Fields, when I saw him at that Los Alamitos scrimmage, I was just like, this is crazy. I mean, this dude is huge, and he is such uh, such a playmaker. I think that he needs to play with some more consistent fire in his game. I think that's really where I want to see him grow, uh, just play like a guy that's kind of pissed off. Um, I think that's where I want to see him grow. But Sione Laulea, you don't see a lot of corners like him. You don't see a lot of corners that are – six foot four, 185 pounds and, you know, number one player in the country at their level in the junior college ranks. And Oregon has a good relationship with that school. You got guys from that school like Bennett Williams, who was a good safety for you. And George Moore, who maybe wasn't as good of a, a, a guy for Oregon compared to Bennett Williams, but all that to say they have done work at college of San Mateo before. And, I talked about how Oregon's getting tight on spots. I think Sione Laulea might be a guy where you're just like, we need him. That dude is a difference maker, and we're going to take him and figure out the numbers later. He's working from a top three right now. You got Oregon, USC, and Miami. So I think that they are squarely in the mix to potentially land a commitment from Sione, Sione Laulea. Um, don't think he has a commitment date just yet. Um but um, let's see what other updates that we have on him. Because, yeah, I want to make sure that I had those top three schools right. Um, but give me a second here. Come on, come on, come on. All right, so you have, you have Oregon, USC, and Miami. Okay, yeah, I think that's what I said. So definitely not easy competition on the recruiting trail. But when I talked to Sione... Uh, a while ago after that Oregon official visit, he kind of told me that he didn't really have much expectations for that trip. And Oregon really opened his eyes. You know, that was a, a trip that he took, um, not expecting anything major from it, but they solidified themselves clearly as really good content, as really legitimate contenders in this recruitment. Demetrius Martin is one of the best in the business when it comes to developing that position. Uh, just look at the guys that he sent to the league. Most recently, Oregon cornerback, uh, Christian Gonzalez. So like we said, no decision timeline on Sione Laulea, but I think that he is really a special talent that Oregon's been working hard on behind the scenes. And uh, if he ends up a part of this 24 class for Oregon and Dan Lanning, I wouldn't be too shocked. So it's just an interesting spot that Oregon finds themselves in here in the 24 class because, but it's a really good spot. You don't have any glaring weaknesses. You don't have any, anything that you really haven't addressed at all. Now you're just looking kind of kind of crossing your T's and dotting your I's, I would say. You still have some guys that you obviously really want, but these are the guys that I'm talking about. They're still on the board because they're kind of playing a little bit more of the long game with their recruitment. And if Oregon can get them, man, this class can really, really be special. And I think after taking a couple of L's over the summer um, on a couple of guys, a couple of top targets, I think that they made sure to prioritize some of these guys. So Make sure you keep an eye on them and their recruitments because we could be talking about them and their link to Oregon a whole heck of a lot more in the future. But that'll do it for us on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mtorresports. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel 
at Oregon Football Max Taurus. If you guys are still here, smash that like button and hit the subscribe button for me. Been growing this community and doing some live streams, so get to interact with you guys, which is always fun. Uh, make sure you get your mailbag questions in at mTaurus Sports over on Twitter, or you can drop it here in the comments for uh, Friday's episode. Um, and then you can find all my written work over on DucksDigest.com. Uh, but I think that'll do it for today's episode. Appreciate you guys taking some time out of your day to talk some ball with me, talk some duck crouton, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.